Star Wars fun is coming your way with new Kellogg C-3PO's. Twin golden rings of oats, wheat, and corn fused together for two honey-sweet crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this breakfast. Just flip the package and you'll flip over these fantastic Star Wars action cards. Four in each package. Two to stick and two to trade, including Luke, Leia, Darth Vader. Great space-age fun when you collect all 20 Star Wars cards in new C-3PO's from Kellogg's. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Beef bourguignon. French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. It's a perfectly delicious dish. Oh. Uh-huh. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly, just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling, you don't have to look at it anymore. Then all set the soft grain out, and then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. In about two or three minutes, if you have it in the ice box, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve right now. Hi, this is Brookie, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. Your little dirty secret is safe with me. Hello and welcome to Eat It, a food podcast that pre- pre- precedes a porn podcast. Sound it out. I am Mr. Flintstone and I'm here with my associate celebrity chef from China, Chumi. Hello. And we are here to, to discuss branded food, like food, food that's associated with celebrities characters oh shit i thought it was really food that was branded like that dog food commercial that used to have a brand on it when the- uh, I, can you imagine how bad 
that must have smelled when they Ugh. branded that dog poo, dog poo, dog food. Dog poo. Um, well, not, I'm starting out strong tonight. Yeah, not to the dog. <laughs> I want to say it was Alpo. Yeah, but... it, was, it was like they opened up a can and then they would actually brand the food, and you would go, hmm. I mean, I mean, didn't didn't the part of you back then kind of wonder what? gravy train might have tasted like because it didn't really look all that bad until you opened up a real can of it and so ugh. well that's the thing is i had dogs so i had to open up cans of dog food and <laughs> this you know the smell of dog food is basically the smell of the of death from the rendering plant <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know well i'm sure lassie probably had his own dog food branded and maybe famous dogs when we were growing it was lassie benji <laughs> I, I don't know. You go back, maybe Rin Tin Tin. That's about it. I can't think of any other really famous. The, the dog from Turner and Hooch. That's about it. Oh, Mr. Ed. Oh, oh poor Mr. Ed. Francis the Talking Mule. <laughs> they ended up. Which is the mule that. They, uh, Francis the Talking Mule and Mr. Ed ended up on your envelopes, basically. Or either that and or in your dog, dog food. And, and in your dog, dog food. <laughs> but we but we digress. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what we're really here to talk about, though. No, no, we're here to talk about branded foods, foods and food staples that we may remember from when we grew up that that took advantage of celebrities or cartoons or or any hip to the moment thing. And, and I have to imagine that, you know, if you were a food company, if you could get a celebrity, you know, to to endorse your item, it would definitely fly off of the shelves more, but only for as long as that particular celebrity had their 15 minutes in the in the uh, sun. Uh, would you say that? Yeah, and that's why I think, like, well, you know, I mean, famously, they they used to put. I remember, like, one of the huge ones was they used to stick Bruce Jenner on the Wheaties. On the box of Wheaties. Box yeah. of Wheaties, and he he almost became synonymous with with a box of Wheaties. But um, yeah, you know what I, you know what I think is the ultimate ultimate ever marketing perfection in that is uh, Willy Wonka. With the um, you have to go to Willy the, Wonka like, candies. The Wonka bars you can buy them. Yeah. The Wonka sure. bars, the everlasting gobstoppers, all those were like first a book and then a movie before and then it's just the most natural thing well they were smart i mean somebody saw that and you know they they knew that the book was big a popular book and then the movie came out and sure why not make a wonka bar i'm sure they're yeah. still available the so. movies uh, when you're a little kid you go to see the movie about the the best candy maker ever in existence with his magical candies and then you can actually buy them <laughs> from the oh, store shelf you know absolutely. everlasting gobstoppers were amazing they were they they did they, they were cool they layered the hell out of them with different colors and they were a riot to, they were fun yeah I, I and i still see the wonka bar every once in a while you can still find a wonka bar. i think i wish i had thought of that i would have liked to have known who made the Wonka bar, but but that leads me to another. Now we're on candy, real quick. Was um, Reese's Pieces and ET? Oh yeah. You know, M M&M and M Mars. Uh, they had the chance to use their M um, and M's for the movie, but of course you're going to go to M and M's first. And uh, and they said no. They didn't want to do it. They didn't think it was you know worth the time or effort for this movie. And so Reese's 
they went ahead and said, you can use this new candy we're coming up with, Reese's Pieces. And man, did they ever make a mint off of that. Now, I don't know if Reese's Pieces are still a big thing. They're still out there. You can they still are. get them. And I probably, you probably would not be able to still get them if it wasn't for, oh, although yeah. Reese's Pieces are damn good. They're they delicious. Are, they, they are good. Uh, so yeah, the, another one of the classic blunders of a company not go ahead and taking the chance of marketing. Maybe they were afraid that the movie was going to terrify kids or that it wasn't going to be, you know, a, as big a hit as it was. Uh, so they didn't do it kind of, kind of like, um, Star Wars figures, you know, Miko didn't want to buy the license for Star Wars figures and, and Kenner did and opportunities mixed, uh, messed up with branding, but you had mentioned cereals. And when I think about food branding, I can't help but think that, man, one of the biggest things was always cereal. Oh, yeah. When there was a movie that came out, you know, they would, if it had any chance of being good, you would find a cereal, not only for the movie, but for um, but for for movie stars or, or TV stars. Uh, and I at Smurf time, Berry Crunch. Smurf Berry Crunch. Yes. At at the time in the in the uh, late 80s and uh mid 90s i was working at a grocery store for about 12 years so i remember all of these cereals having like really short-lived lives like c-3po's mm -hmm. cereals which um uh, came out right after return of the jedi and uh anthony daniels actually did a commercial for him i remember the commercial uh for c-3po's cereal i i don't think i ever bought them i was i was never I kind of had my cereals and I stuck to it. I wasn't very adventurous to cereals, but it was uh, described as a unique double O shape that gives you two crunches in every bite, a experience, uh, a, a unique experience in all of the galaxy. They were, they were Captain Crunch. Yeah. Like basically, a, like yeah. A, that looked like an eight, basically. Well, it, it says here that they tasted a little bit like alphabets. Cereal, which was a yeah. good cereal. You know, I liked Alphabets. A new force for breakfast. But cereal was a big, big, big branded item. I mean, uh, I was trying to uh, remember. Mr. T cereal. Mr. T, yeah. Mr. T did have a cereal. And uh, I pity the fool that didn't eat Mr. T cereal. Mm -hmm. Right up there with Urkelos which I don't remember ever seeing. So they must've not been on the market for, for very long, but I had a roommate who had a box of Urkelos no that he never opened. Yeah. They were, and uh, was a there banana. was a strawberry shortcake cereal, if I recall, right. Oh yeah. Strawberry shortcake was there. Uh, there are some like a uh, Batman had a cereal for the, mm -hmm. uh, for the first Batman movie, the Tim Burton one. Yep. Tim yeah. Burton ones, cabbage Patch kids. They were big on um on and that's and and the cabbage patch kids one's funny because you just don't want the words cabbage on a breakfast cereal no you know <laughs> that's just like you know there, there's or some, some milk on this <laughs> <laughs> i'm gagging just thinking about it yeah you're gagging there on those c3po's i told you they were cereal smells like sulfur mommy you shouldn't, you shouldn't have eaten damn it but <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I was always the type of kid that would that would uh, buy a cereal for the prizes that were in the box, and mm -hmm. and then I would discover that I really didn't like the cereal very much, so I would have to quietly dispose of a little bit every day until until the damn box was gone. 
because I, I lived in a house where where sugar cereals were scorned and were only bought for uh, on rare occasions as a treat. You and and when we did, we picked carefully. It was always Captain Crunch or Honeycomb. Usually, we went for whatever the biggest, sweetest we could get. But uh, but yeah, I would have I I would have killed for a lot of these cereals. We figured out ways to get around it though. We you know I I was raised on like Rice Krispies, Wheaties, and stuff like that. But I learned to shovel tons of sugar out of oh, them. Of course we did. Yeah, I mean that was crazy. Uh, my wife still likes. I guess they didn't do they didn't do uh cereal very much because she still likes the plain shredded wheat that comes in the open the box and they're in oh. little paper packages and fucking grape nut cereal. I love I hey, hey man. <laughs> I I'm 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 right I'm right with her on both of those. I love both of those cereals. With with like ten teaspoons of sugar on it, for God's sakes. Well that's the thing with the the the, the shredded wheat one and I haven't been able to find the good old fashioned. Remember the old, and you used to be able to get the shredded re- wheat in a round can, and it would be. They look like bales of hay. They were round. They they were round versions of them instead of the rectangular ones. But they were also in a paper thing. But they were stacked up in there, and those were oh, the those. those that, that's, that's the kind that I that I buy for. They're they're in a box now, and they're each individually wrapped. There's two, uh, Brillo pad looking. Yeah, of, uh, but they, they're made to hold sugar. You can just pour sugar uh, on them, and yeah. it'll just sit on top of them and steep down into them. All I can find are the little bite-sized ones that are frosted nowadays. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, not to which are delicious. Yeah. Oh yeah, there I love frosted mini grape mini grape mini. nuts too. I can eat grape nuts with just a little bit of sugar on them. Just plain grape nuts are mmm mm, tasty, tasty. Yeah, we ought to we ought to do a, a show one day on Kellogg. I'm just uh, oh yeah Battle Creek Michigan because that's a fascinating that's a fascinating Kellogg himself is a you know that 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 and I guess the the second part of the show will probably have to be on enemas then because that was a big (laughs) Kellogg thing oh you better that would be the that 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 would be the thing that we could tie together enemas (laughs) enemas and don't touch your dick under any circumstances (laughs) you're not gonna you know touch I'm gonna uh digress here for just a second um we had mentioned on our i don't know if it was the last episode about the uh the planters cheese balls that i yeah did and uh and a little follow-up i did did you i still have my can i still have my can here that i never opened them have you have you tried them yet no, I'm waiting. I was waiting for the show. I forgot all should, about those. Maybe we should. Maybe I should get my can real quick. I know right where it's at. Yeah, I'm a little too. Get real your quick can, man. Oh my God, I'm hungry too. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're. If you recall, we were griping about. Well, we weren't griping about, but we were talking about these cheese balls from our past that used to come. They're Planters cheese balls. They came in a cardboard okay. can with I'm a back. little with a little seal on top. This and is... Dario found. We were like, do they even make those things? Because no, they're man. they're not like Cheetos. No. They have a. And it, it's podcasting at its finest here. This is improv. Oh. Uh, it, even the the planters can is still cardboard, and it says right on the corner, it's back on the upper left hand side, right oh. above the. And you told me that when you opened it, you got this funk. Thank you. <laughs> I guess it's still it. from the funk. 
<laughs> okay, I'm opening Ooh. mine now. I'm opening up mine. Boy, those are atomic oh. orange too. They, they are. They look like okay. little like little meteors. They're not perfectly round like the other cheese balls you buy nowadays. No. Okay, I want to taste one. Oh yeah. Yep. That's the stuff. Oh my God. That is. I can't. I'm so glad you didn't open your can yet. No, I was looking forward to this moment, and then I forgot all about it. <laughs> no, they're they're airier. I think that they are. They, they are. A, they're, they're fluffier. They're they have more cragglier look to them. I think I liked them as a kid because I always used to fantasize about being able to eat insulation and um, that foam insulation, and I always imagined this would be what it would be like. Yeah. Which, of course, it would not be like this there's big there's big letterings here on the side it says contains milk and it's actually distributed by Kraft Heinz Foods Company in Chicago Illinois and they are incredibly tough to find I found these at a um a discount supermarket that specializes in in products that are not selling discontinued <laughs> discontinued so who knows what the date is on mm. but but when I saw them, I said, well, they're Shit. crunchy and fresh because they were vacuum yep. sealed in there. Got it down. Yep. Mm. Oh, my God. Fresh. I could I could eat this whole box right during the show. And I know it'll drive people crazy, so I won't mm. do it. But but yeah, I'm glad I remembered that. But I guess Mr. Peanut is a is a brand. It has an interesting story behind Mr. Peanut. It was actually a um, contest um, by the planters people that they tried to um find a mascot they put it out to the masses you know I, I forget what the prize was and some kid came up with hey let's just draw a mr peanut and uh they roughed it out and i believe they added the monocle and uh it was a kid that came up with the uh design for planters peanuts so interesting little tidbit of information there but yeah those are really good they you're right when you said funk because they are more they are funkier than uh Mm -hmm. than your regular cheese balls are today. They've uh, got a little more of the real cheddar funk to them. Yep, yep. That, that is that is great. Now, back to the branded branded foods. Well, um, another king 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 of the brand uh, mascots is Popeye. Yeah, Popeye is is he's public I, domain, so you can make Popeye. You can you can have Popeye's shill anything you want. And, and I do remember that I used to, every once in a while, come around Popeye spinach mm -hmm. in, in the can. Um, and there were several companies that made Popeye spinach, too. Really? That was a funny thing. Yeah, because they, they all could... Some of them were called Popeye's spinach, Popeye's spinach, Popeye's select spinach, but... Let me tell you, the cartoon sure made spinach look like it was going to taste a lot better than it did. At least in my world, it did. Because... Another great marketing idea. Any company that they saw Popeye pop open a can of spinach, then they jumped right on it and said, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna put that on our." I would think that. that I think spinach got ruined for us as kids because, like, I well, I don't know about other people. Like, I I I was in white bread world, and like, the only thing I saw of spinach was Popeye just chugging it out of a can which was the grossest thing ever oh even um, on the and when anybody would prepare spinach we're gonna have spinach for a side dish for dinner they would empty out a can of spinach let it drain a little bit 
and then heat it up with a little butter and salt and pepper and that was spinach you know that's that how it. you ate that's how you ate spinach and it was gross it's slimy <laughs> it's slimy and it's and it's it's gross you know i mean i i guess it's a variation on greens yeah you know except without yeah. without the f- wonderful flavor and texture of greens no exactly but, you know there's great ways to cook spinach i mean i like a spinach salad uh, well, that's the thing. Is fresh spinach is wonderful. Uh, you can make a nice spinach dip. Sometimes a warm mm. spinach salad with with little bacon grease and some bacon on there. Bad for you, but spinach pie, spinach quiche, spinacopita. Yeah. You know, Ooh. but like you have to take this. You know, it's like nobody in my town learned that you could take that spinach and mix it with cheese and eggs and stuff. You know. Oh yeah. Occasionally, yeah. I mean, people would occasionally make spinach omelets and stuff, and then it would work. You know, then it was delicious. Well, one of my favorite scenes from the musical Popeye was where Robin Williams actually opened up a can of spinach and ate it. Had to a- going, actually eat it. I was so going, gross. ooh, yeah. yeah. Not, not exactly. Not exactly the. Uh, the best uh, looking food that you're going to have is canned spinach. But no, but if you're going to buy canned spinach, if you're if you're in the grocery store and mom has to buy spinach, the kid's going to be like, get the Popeye spinach. Oh, of course they would. Yeah. And and how about Donald Duck orange juice? Do you remember oh, yeah. Donald yeah. Duck orange? It's still out there. You can find it, um, uh, which I'm pretty sure that they still have to pay Disney some royalties for mm-hmm. Donald Duck. Oh, I'm sure they do. But Disney but is it, pretty, big, Disney likes to do that. <laughs> it's a it's a big brand. And uh, it's it's still out there. Um, you know, food endorsement goes back <laughs> for as long as, as we've had famous people. I mean, there was often foods or or mineral waters that were uh, they would print on their bottles. You know, this water is uh, the water of the king. You know, this this, this uh, flower is is the flower used by the king. And, and it was always, it, you know, if you can get any type of endorsement. Your, your business was more than likely going to go up sports figures. It was a big thing with baseball players because back in the day, a baseball player really didn't make as much money as they do now. And many of them had to, um, had to work during the off season. Maybe Babe Ruth never had to work, but he sure was someone that, that took endorsements. Uh, but a lot of players uh, would in their spare time would go work at appliance stores or sell used cars yep. in the off season. And if you can get your name brand on anything, um, well, Joe DiMaggio is, is was known as Mr. Coffee for many, many years. Uh, Reggie Jackson had a candy bar that I was for, forbidden to eat because my father, my, my dad never forgave Reggie Jackson for leaving the Oakland A's to go to the Yankees. Oh, geez. It was, it was a good hated. candy bar. It, I never had one. Every time I picked one up, he would say, Joe, put that back down. And... I wish of, I wish it was still around because it was what it was it was it was one of the good ones. We could probably find some on eBay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know how good they taste. But uh, one of the um, one of the the brand names that I like to to think about because I'm such a big fan is was Jack Benny. Jack Benny uh, became synonymous with Jello. Jello uh, backed. Jack Benny for so many seasons on his radio show that he would actually start his show with Jello, everybody. And so Well, he was a notorious shameless oh, shill too. He oh, loved yeah. like he, he he put extra effort into his advertising. <laughs> oh yeah, he would sneak it into his into not a lot of the shows did. They would sneak the advertising into mm-hmm. the show. Oh, yeah. Jack Benny and you know, to this day, you know, it's the you know, it's 
you know, Jack Benny, it's the Jello, it's the Jello show with Jack Benny, you know, and it, it was interesting to see. I, I've always had a fascination with, with old time radio and, uh, you know, commercials and endorsements are nothing new. And if you couldn't find someone to endorse your product, you could make someone up. Uh, Aunt Jemima. Yep. Just a hodgepodge. Betty Crocker. Of, of Crocker. Betty Crocker. There was never a Betty Crocker. She 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 just emerged through the uh, through the years and changed through the years. And we're Antimima. having a beer, beer scandal here with Genesee Beer because there was a um, the mascot for Genesee Beer used to be Jenny up until you know the 70s, and now there's a little bit of there's a, a couple people arguing who the original Jenny girl was. Oh, so everyone claims to be the original Jenny girl? Well, there's one, there's there's one lady whose mother claimed, yeah, there, but there's, I mean, yeah, it's it's a whole complicated story, but, and you know, there was a there was a the woman that was modeled for the original model of it, and she was sort of the one, but there were lots of Jenny girls that got hired to be Jenny girls at, on the scene, so there's a lot of Jenny girls out there. It's yeah, it, it's a complicated story. I'm, I'm not familiar with Jenny Beer. I'm gonna have to t- uh, to find some next time I'm up in your neck she, of the woods. They, she was gone from their promotion before we were really probably paying attention to beer at all. Uh, and I mean, they were probably paying a lot more attention here because this is where Genesee Brew, Je- the Genesee Brewery is. So it was probably a bigger deal even here. But um, that's it. The, oh. Oh, I forgot about Pop- Popeye. Also did chicken and cereal too. Oh yeah, well he Popeye, still does chicken. Yeah, Popeye's but... chicken is 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 still out there. What a great chicken sandwich! I may have mentioned it on the last show, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was a, it's a great. I, although it's sad to see Popeye kind of fall out of the uh, cartoon radar, um, I, I think he's he's due for a uh, for a resurgence. I think somebody should make. If you go on the interwebs, you can see the beginnings of a Popeye animated movie that they had started to make, but I guess they never finished it. It looked really good, too. Yeah, it did. And I think that maybe it was... Uh, I, I own the um, the DVD set of, of uh, Popeye from, like, his first appearance on Betty Boop to, you know, maybe the, the, the 60s when it wasn't any good anymore. But it really was a great cartoon. And one of the ones that was in constant rotation when we were kids. So, yeah, if we were going to eat spinach, which I wasn't, but if I was, I would definitely want to buy Popeye spinach. You know, that was a good a good marketing ploy. And there's bad marketing ploys or ended up bad. Bill Cosby and Jello is probably a good... It was, a, I mean, it was if you think about it, right? if you yeah. think about it, if you take away the last few years of Bill Cosby before anybody knew that. Yeah. Bill Cosby was pretty close to being very uh, a very similar spokesman as Jack Benny. Yeah. You know, just a very of uh, like a uh, a comedy guy but like a very sort of homey wholesome guy. You could put wholesome wholesome right family sort of guy with with a little bit of self-deprecation going on. So he seemed he would I mean, I think he kind of overshadowed Jack Benny, you know, after a while well, people ab- start yeah. absolutely like um, associated they still J E L L O. Yeah, oh yeah. And then there's if it was for that whole roofie thing, he'd probably still be hawking Jello. Yeah, know? yeah. They'd still be glad to have him. Uh, one of the fun things that uh, that I like to look back on is the uh, high C uh, ectoplasm 
the ecto cooler mm-hmm. um, that, that was, was one that was that that was legit delicious too oh yeah i mean for I one remember. green drinks for some reason whenever they made green kool-aid drinks they were always more delicious than than the other ones i don't understand why but they were i remember buying it when the first ghostbusters movie came out it was in a big can you had to use a uh-huh. what mark called my friend mark calls a church key to poke two holes in each side of the can yep. just like to, a juicy juice yeah to get those out and then i remember them and then when they made the um the new ghostbusters movie they they brought them back and i was trying and you know my kid loved the new ghostbusters movie and uh and he loved that the ecto cooler uh but they ICS discontinued it but i believe that when the new ghostbusters movie comes out again i think we're probably going to be seeing it coming back i do have one can of ecto cooler here still because uh mm-hmm. i did buy but it you know from the new movie oh okay uh not for the old one <laughs> it, it was great mm-hmm. man like my, my kid loved it i loved it I, and um i think it wasn't last year i think the first year that um that hair metal hero came down here i think i gave him a six-pack to take back with him i believe you did i think i remember that yeah so that that was fun and it was a um it was a tangerine orange drink now i don't know where the hell they got the well they had to put the green in it but because but it was awesome and i you know they would be stupid not to bring it back uh whoever owns high c uh, they'd be crazy not to bring it back with the new movie. So I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, I have the can here, but my wife says don't drink it. I'll probably die. So They need to make Ecto Cooler um, Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. Ecto Cooler Mountain Dew would be great. And soda. Since you're on Mountain Dew, soda companies spend billions of dollars with you know celebrities to try and endorse their products. However, if you're Coca-Cola and you're top of the heap, I don't think you really need to spend that much money. But if you're Pepsi, all the all the, the commercials I remember from a kid were from Pepsi. I mean, wasn't that the Meet Joe Green one? Pepsi was that Pepsi or Coke? Oh God, I think it was Coke. Hey, Mean Joe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mean Joe, you want a Coke? Sure, kid. Just drinks it, and then he walks out and he turns around and goes, "Hey, kid, catch!" and throws his. I think it was his jersey at the his kid. jersey at him. Yeah. Yeah. God, now, damn it, now, I'm sure the emails will be flooding in. <laughs> but but uh, places like McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Taco Bell, and Burger King oh, were Jesus. big to jump on. Remember that. when the prequels hit? Oh, all those guys God. were, all of them were selling Hawkins Star Wars stuff. They were, they were big on Star Wars things. And one of my fondest memories of being a kid was when places like that used to offer glasses yes uh, real glasses you know and for some reason it was never a problem for for my old man to uh to go and get the glass like uh, the looney tune glasses for a while those were some of those are really valuable now you some of them you can get fairly cheap well also but, they they were also functional oh yeah and absolutely. they were and they were and and they weren't just that like uh, okay, I, I have a lot of like Star Wars glasses and stuff like that 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 they got that are of that thin, fragile glass. Yeah. A lot of the old like oh. cartoon character ones were nice, no, heavy glass. 
glass. And they, I mean, that's why you still see a lot of them yeah, to this day. Yeah, they're still around. They're still around. Yeah, I have a big collection of those out in California somewhere wrapped up in a box. Remember, uh, uh, they used to, uh, I think it was Welch's, used to have Archie... The, the Archie, jars. Archie, Archie jam jars. Yes. And and you could turn them into drinking glasses. And I remember Smart. being a little kid that had the Archies on it. And it said, the Archies have a jam session. Ah, ha, ha. Uh-huh. Well, it was very smart marketing that these companies, could, they could do that. And they know that people would you change the uh, change the design on the glass, uh, your jam jar every year or so. Mm-hmm. And everyone had, I mean, I had to have all of the. God help me if I missed one of the Taco Bell uh, Star Trek glasses <laughs> that that I still have a bar filled with them, you know. And uh, but yeah, you don't see that anymore. That will never. That's gonna never, ever, ever come back because they just can't see it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of my favorite favorite things are those are those glasses. Another wonderful marketing. But McDonald's has always been like, God, oh yeah. I I, I remember made. Star Trek the motion picture Happy Meals. I mean Happy Meal. Well, every, every Disney movie gets a Happy Meal now, you know. And oh ev- almost every major cartoon movie gets a Happy Meal. Oh, how much money does does McDonald's yeah. pay to Walt Disney? You know, just to just to you know get the rights for to put some. It's doll. hard to it's hard to say because a lot of it might be it might be a co-promotion yeah, thing. Yeah, why not? You know, it, it's it's do it's doing advertising for Disney too, so it might not be that bad of a deal, you know. Because oh. they're really those toys, they're not selling the toys. They're just no. throwing them in the Happy Meals. So it means more Happy Meals sold theoretically, but it's yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure lots of money has been <laughs> changed hands over it. Another thing I remember is Superman peanut butter because that was the only peanut butter that Scott Gardner would let his mother buy. Really? See, I don't remember. Had to be Superman peanut butter. And he insisted it was the best peanut butter that you could get. But I pretty much pretty much didn't buy it. I pretty much just think he wanted the the labels and, you know, the had to have the and it's Superman. He was I mean, he was into Superman. You know, I would have I would have done the same. I would have done the same. I have the collection of Wonder Bread Star Wars cards. Do you remember those when, I when have, the first I, movie? Oh, do I? I I mean those were those were the first cards of Star Wars and I remember <clears throat> well here's another thing we didn't eat white bread at my house. So oh. I started flipping out, but my grandmother used white bread. So my grandmother would buy, would save the Star Wars cards for me. So I would go over to my grandmother's and every week and get a, get a Star Wars card. I still have my Star Wars cards from just beaten to hell. But I had yeah. like, I had four or five of them. I've since, I have completed my collection. I found all, oh, yeah. I found, I found a couple of garage sales and then I polished it off on eBay. I found a uh, a bunch of them really cheap and i finally got my whole wonder bread collection there i've got a, a good chunk of the Battlestar galactica wonder bread cards too see i i have a few of those and the close encounters have... ones too oh god well the the to me i remember buying the star wars cards at the 7-eleven but the wonder bread ones were the ones i remember i still remember opening that but we didn't buy wonder bread we bought whatever was the cheapest bread wonder bread was one of the most expensive brands but but i remember that when we did get them we you'd open the bag 
and somewhere there would be a little plastic see-through cellophane envelope with a bunch of crumbs on it in that envelope was that was that little card you know and i mean how much fucking bread are you gonna eat you're gonna eat it was just me i was only child so you know bread would last a while so man i had it it was tough to try and get all of them you had to trade with your friends and other things and and you're right it wasn't until recently that i said i'm gonna try and get the rest of these and i did they weren't terribly expensive on ebay you could you could get them and i did i picked up all so and i have the complete set so my you know life is good now the smart kids you could you could save up like proof of purchases and buy send in proof of purchases and money and they would send you they would send you an uncut card of the of all the cards and there's still i still every once in a while we'll see one of those on ebay where somebody oh that would be cool yeah yeah so yeah all this from uh from uh a can of branded dog food that we uh, that we started out with we went full circle man we went to the uh to the cheese balls to uh to star wars cards man we yeah we covered but well, what we i mean i made a little list of star wars before you before we get to oh, our no. recipe i mean i just Jeez. wanted to make a list of i i went on amazon to see currently and i did not i i just took a selection here's all the star wars related food you can purchase at this point oh, awesome. or, or here's here's a partial list you get star wars hot cocoa lollipops string cheese chicken nuggets Pasta and green beans, Easter mm-hmm. eggs, nerds, Pez, jelly bellies, Kinders, edible um, icing images for your cake with photographs from Star Wars on them, water, Jabba's barbecue sauce, Campbell's soup, Whoa. and many, many others. I, I, I had a can of Campbell's soup the other day that I opened up and I didn't even notice that it had Ray sitting in the corner of it when I bought it. Nice. I had some, there was something else I had the other day. There was like a bag of chips or something, and I popped open the bag of chips, and it had Chewbacca on the side of it, and I was no, just like, sure. oh, it's, "It's there." I mean, hey, it is there. They're smart if they if they can do it and strike while the iron is hot, you know. I mean, it was that, that's the thing is, and neither one of them it was very prominent because I just saw them as I didn't go like, "Ooh, Star Wars," because you know me, I'm trained to go like, "Ooh, Star oh, Wars," yeah. anyway. You so like now it's just like it's just like taken for granted that it's going to be there i guess you, you give me a chance to eat ray and i'm going to do it but that's probably something for our that's next that's coming up coming up but um i i think it's time to um we did take a break from herder corner last month because it was christmas and uh and a new year definitely does need a new visit to george leonard herder of bull cook and his and authentic historic recipes and practices from uh Wesaka, minnesota and uh today i decided to since we we're talking about people that love branding and knew how to sell you know sell themselves we're going to look at buffalo bill cody uh, a man who definitely knew how to uh sell his name in his lifetime <laughs> yeah and, and uh well george leonard herder of course is a big fan of buffalo bill cody and actually has <laughs> Imagine that. (laughs) There are five or six pages of Buffalo Bill Cody here. Um, But he actually has a recipe for the sandwich Buffalo Bill. Now, in case many of you didn't know this, and most of you probably don't, uh, that William Frederick Cody was born on a Scott uh, Scott County, Iowa farm near LeClaire, 
Southeastern Iowa on February 26th of 1846. Now, he was one of seven children. His parents were both of English descent, and young William did not take at all to farming or going to school. <laughs> and he was just seven years old when his family decided that they could not make it into Eastern Town, and they moved to the Missouri border in Kansas. Now, young Buffalo Bill's father was stabbed in a property line dispute and died in 1857, and that left William Cody at age 11 of the, as the head of the family. So one of the things that Buffalo Bill Cody uh, did was actually make buffalo killing uh, appear more glamorous than it really was. Uh, and, and hence, that's how he got his name. He did buffalo killing tours and uh and and, you know buffaloes are basically according to william herder they're just very stupid animals that you could walk up to a buffalo and shoot it they just shoot it but if a buffalo decided that he was going to kill you he would not stop until either you or him were dead um well, you know what they used to do? <laughs> they used to just pull up to him in a train and shoot yeah, him yeah, from yeah. the train. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that that's just what what the, what they did Problem to buffalo. And, and the worst thing was, oftentimes they would just cut out the tongue and leave the rest of the buffalo because the tongue was considered like a big delicacy in on, on the buffalo. And they would just leave these huge corpses of buffalo. It's it's tough for us to comprehend just how many buffalo there actually were at one time. Um, but thanks to us, there. They're, they're making a comeback now as far as we eat them, but uh, we'll never see the grand fields of buffaloes that once roamed. Back in the days, whole swarms of passenger pigeons would just oh. carry off a buffalo. <laughs> Pluck off the sky for two or three days, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> according to William Cody. Uh, anyway, back to Cody. In, uh, in spite of the fact that William Cody killed 203 Indians, he liked Indians, <laughs> and they liked him. <laughs> The best friend that he ever had was Sitting Bull Cody. Never shot an unarmed Indian, never shot an Indian in the back, and never failed to expose himself openly to Indian rifle fire and arrows. Cody lost far more followers to Indians than he ever killed Indians. All of his life, Cody pleaded for fair treatment of Indians in vain. What a bunch of bullshit! How do you how do you pronounce this? How do you? <laughs> you start with like he killed a two hundred Indians, but he loved them, you know. So and, yeah, there was a lot of that logic going on at yeah, bo- yeah. on both old, sides in those days. But George Leonard Herder still still uh, still you know still abide by it, you know, because you know, yeah, he's a big fan of Cody. But anyway. Back to our recipe uh, this month. It's the, the Buffalo Bill sandwich, but it's also accompanied by a drink, and it's called the Buffalo Bill, which is not very inventive because it's basically the same name as the sandwich. However, the sandwich is called Sandwich Buffalo Bill. But this drink served at his Irma Hotel in Cody was his favorite drink, and it is a very good one, far superior to such drinks as a martini. This drink, the drink he made, is as follows two ounces of bourbon whiskey and two ounces of dry red wine such as burgundy three buffalo bills were the morning and afternoon limit at the Irma bar drunkenness was frowned upon and not tolerated so i have of course the ingredients here 
to mix up a buffalo bill. I, I suppose this is served neat. So, let's see. This is one of the few times that I'm glad I'm not there to, yeah, you know, to try it alongside of yeah, you. Yeah, this does not look like something that... Does not sound... Okay. It's Maybe more it's... it's more brutal than, <laughs> yeah. than I'm used to with George Leonard Herter. It looks like basically red wine, but um, more viscous. Let's see. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting taste. I like bourbon. I like red wine. In theory, they should go, you know, I should have no problem bringing them. Okay. You know, it... I probably put a little bit too much red wine in here, but it's, um, I can see why you can, you're only allowed to have three of them a day, <laughs> <coughs> but anyway, you know, it's, it's, you know, this is the wild west, man. You had to do anything to, I, I didn't think they even had red wine back then, but George Leonard Herder would know. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I have a little sip of water here. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a cheese ball. Okay. So. Now, to make the sandwich buffalo bill, you take a good beef roast. The particular cut of the beef roast is not important. Remove all the fat. A covered pan roasts the meat at 350 degrees until well done. Oh, until done as you desire it. The meat can be well done or pink inside. Remove the roast. Rub the roast all over with liquid smoke. In those days, liquid smoke was made of rainwater and smoke residues. Today, you can buy a liquid smoke already made. Slice the beef as thinly as possible. Use a sharp knife. Sorry, that drink is coming up on me. <clears throat> Use a sharp knife and keep the slices paper thin. If you are forced enough to have a meat slicer, this is no problem at all. Put one fourth pound of sliced beef on a whole wheat bread. Cover the sliced beef generously with the following sauce. One half by volume of fresh horseradish one half mayonnaise. Mix well together. Place a piece of whole bread on top of the sliced beef. Now, I didn't I have I knew fresh... horseradish was going to be in there. Yeah, I didn't have fresh horseradish, but I did buy a jar of, I keep a jar of regular grated horseradish here in case I want a Bloody Mary. So I just went ahead and mixed that with some Kewpie Japanese mayonnaise, which I recently discovered. Um, if you can get your hands on this Kewpie Japanese mayonnaise, it comes in like a Mushy, in that mushy yeah, thing. It's, yes, yes, It's yes. somewhere between like a, a squeezed mayonnaise jar yes, and exactly. like a, a floppy a, toothpaste. Yes, yes, you can. Yes, it's it's good mm -hmm. to squeeze out. It's a cross good between stuff. Miracle Whip and regular mayonnaise. Yeah, it's good Duke. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I, that's what I use. And um, when you first bite into the Buffalo Bill and hit the sour crop, uh, the sour, <clears throat> the horseradish sauce, <clears throat> the horseradish gas goes into your nose and you think your nose is about to drop off. After a second or two, your nose feels better and the sandwich tastes real good. Not a sandwich for those who like to run around in BVDs and balanced teacups on their knees. This is a man's sandwich. And yeah. well, here it is, I happen to have, we had roast beef, but three days ago and there was a few slices left over i went ahead and took one of the slices and padded some liquid smoke on it because liquid smoke is pretty tough pretty hard stuff yeah and, yeah it's um, like put it on with a toothpick <laughs> yeah i did put the liquid smoke on there 
and I put it on the bread and I have it here. And the horseradish is not freshly grated, which would definitely probably make a big difference, but it's, it's as close as we're gonna come. So here we go, the sandwich Buffalo Bill. I toasted the bread. That's nice, you know? I would have liked to have tried it with fresh horseradish, but it's got a nice, you know, roast beef. I always like some horseradish or mustard or something. It's good. Now, the drink, a little bit different, but the sandwich is definitely a hurt hit. So, a good way to uh, to uh, finish up the roast beef. The sandwich is good. Uh, the drink is is barely palatable, but I have to, I have to give it a herder hit because um, if you have enough of these drinks, I'm sure that they'll taste better after the first one. So, so definitely not a bad uh, not a bad sandwich to wrap up the uh, look at at um, at branded foods. Well, it's about to take a dark side turn. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this drink or the cheese balls have affected my um, my view, but it looks like in the green room, do you see letters scrolling up slowly at the bottom and kind of getting, you know, fainter yeah. and fainter? Well, there's I, a I, new Star Wars movie out. Maybe they're showing the new Star Wars movie. Ooh. This would be cool. Well, I'm going to grab my cheese balls and see what... Oh, wait a minute. Okay, well, I think that's... BB, I, I will let. We're gonna just have to stroll on over there and uh, and see what the hell's going on. Let me grab the cheese balls. Yeah, I like Star Wars. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I just can't wait. I just, this, <laughs> this is great. I didn't know we had a screening room. Perfect. Hello, my fellow true Star Wars fans. I'm Chris Honeywell, better known on YouTube as Murder Penis Alpha. I don't think I have to tell you all about the sad state of Star Wars these days, but I'm going to have to tell you, we are missing the real point here. We all know about the cucking of Luke Skywalker, Mary Sue's, and the goddamn fucking porgs, but I'm here to tell you that all those things are just distractions from the real monstrosity. The erasure of R2-D2. Yeah, that's right. Where is R2-D2? He's in this this new movie like, what, 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get picked on all the time by my fellow, quote-unquote, true Star Wars fans all the time. Why are you focused on R2-D2? Why don't you focus on the Mary Sue over here? Why don't you focus on this crappy script? Why don't you focus on Canto Bright? It's all distractions, man. Don't let them distract you. They're trying to get rid of R2-D2. They're trying to get a smaller, faster, cuter robot in there to sell robots. And then they get an even smaller and cuter robot. The next movie's going to have a goddamn robot that's a fucking micro-machine. Who is the true enabler of all the good in Star Wars? It's R2-D2. And you know what? They cut him out of this movie, and they did it on purpose. We all know that the R2-D2 cut is sitting out there in a vault. And God knows, man, 
I've done everything up to this point to save Star Wars. I have had letter writing campaigns. We've all signed the petition. I've made over 450 angry, caffeine-fueled videos about this to no effect except I did make a shitload of money, but I'm not changing Star Wars, but I'm getting my money, but no effect on Star Wars. And then I go to my Kickstarter account where we're trying to raise the money to refilm all three movies of this so-called sequel trilogy and get some real Star Wars here, but I see we got $69 out of our, our needed $650 million. So what am I supposed to do there? Uh, and instead of just putting a gun to my head, I decided, you know what, Chris? You may be taking this from the wrong angle. And then it struck me. I know what has to be done. Now, stick with me on this. It may sound crazy, but listen, I've thought about this. We have got to use our market power. We live in America, a capitalist country. We have to use our market power in order to get R2-D2 back, in order to breathe the life into these Star Wars movies that they so sorely need. Now, I thought long and hard about how we had to do this, and this may sound counterintuitive, but we have to go get every R2-D2 toy, every radio-controlled R2-D2, every R2-D2 radio, every R2-D2 piggy bank and inflatable lawn display, and we've got to put it in a pile, and we've got to burn them. Burn them to nothing. Burn them to ash. We've got to take every vintage R2-D2 pencil eraser, throw it into the flames. Every book about R2-D2, every record, everything. You know why? Market scarcity. That's why. How can we have more R2-D2 if there's no demand for R2-D2? And we have just spent the last 40, 40 years dumping truckloads of R2-D2 all over this country, and now people are taking him for granted. Well, well, will they take him for granted when there's no R2-D2s to be found? I think not. Scarcity, people, the word is scarcity. Google it! So my friends, we all know what we must do. Put your R2-D2 toys in a sack, and we're meeting at the center of town. I'm serious, guys. In order to save Star Wars, we must destroy it. Welcome to Beat It, a podcast about pornographies and sexes and nakeds. I am Emperor Palpitate, and I am joined by my partner, Otier Rim. Thank the maker. Oh, yes. Thank the maker. There's a new Star Wars movie out. Really? So finally, finally, we get to our Star Wars porn. Oh, it has and been a long boy, time. Boy, oh boy, did we find some oh, Star Wars. Man. Skywalker isn't the only thing rising, I'll tell you that much, because this... you can go down a literal red. You warned me. You warned me. You said just go ahead and do a search for Star Wars, and there is a 
world of it felt like i was stuck in a gigantic binary code more of, than you of, could ever watch <laughs> holy cow more than you could ever watch but but i think that um i i i think that we may have at least i did and in, in in uh with some advice from you i think we, i may have skimmed the cream of the of the crop as it uh, were as as it were uh you, you saw a couple of other ones uh, more than I did, and uh, you know we each got maybe a few that did you didn't see, but uh, concentrate on the ones that that we did um, agree to look at together. Uh, what do you? Uh, the first one that that uh, that came in when I typed in Star Wars was a little video called Ray Fucked exclamation point. Well, and go ahead and uh, get the ball rolling here on Ray Fuck. And I do have a synopsis, but I want to. Now, this, like, this, this is the one with BB 8, right? This is the one with BB 8, yeah. Okay, uh, so we're starting off. Okay, we're starting off at the cream and working down then. Oh, we definitely. I would have rises. to say, this is the best. Uh, uh, okay. Full TMI disclosure here. Yeah, I didn't pop a chubby once watching Star Wars porn. It wasn't. I, it, it, Star Wars porn just was is, is not erotic as much as I love me my Princess Leia mm-hmm. and and stuff. It, it 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 just it's just like putting Star Wars on porn doesn't make it more appealing. And 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 so so, but I sure <laughs> did watch a lot of it, and I could this one was the most this one was enjoyable to watch yeah they definitely put some work into this dude this was rebels level cgi sound design to where i'm thinking i wonder if this popped you know this was somebody some maybe some people working behind the scenes with some some good software some expensive software somewhere i have to ask you was this all cgi I believe it was, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. That That's what I, I'm saying. It's very well animated. It's, God, it's, I don't. It's, I okay. A I, lot know, of it's I'm, a, I'm gonna, a lot of it's the sound design because the 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 sound of the inside. I mean, it has a very. Somebody spent some time they, on that one, and somebody spent a time on a lot of these because a lot of these are yeah, CGI I, or animation where and are painstaking. I'm gonna have to watch that one again uh, because I really I, I like to catch the the Grand Moff Tarkin effect. I like to think I'm good at catching CGI, and I did there a couple of moments. It looked like yeah, okay, this is the but there were if it was a couple of moments. There's only know? one human in it. That's why. Okay, let me explain. Okay. Before we go any further, let me explain Maybe. it. Maybe give a paint a picture. <laughs> Okay. This is taking place on a spaceship. It might be the Millennium Falcon or whatever. It's a spaceship flying. And there's a giant, like, uh, eight-foot-tall, basically sex robot sort of thing. Look at it. It looks sort of sort of like maybe a Terminator exoskeleton type of... It and looks it like is, one of the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, yeah. The one of the, Wars. the big super, super droid ones, sort of. But it's a big, sort of muscular-looking, like stud droid thing, and it is having sex with Ray. But as we observe, it is BB-8 controlling the monster or the the, the robot. Yeah, yeah. 
and and having a bit of fun with having a bit of fun with Ray while tweaking the intensity of of the uh, machine. It, 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 eventually, it ends up having such hard sex with Ray that she breaks it, and it it just sort of yeah drops hot some hot oil on her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so so the so the the, the Ray lookalike was a real person, right? No, that was CGI. Oh, she was God CGI. Yeah. But she was, was the only thing in that 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 thing that was human that was human. Everything else was a piece of machinery, so it looked, you know. Maybe that's what threw me off. I mean, okay, all right, I did. But well, you you had you you uh, definitely got the plot down there. It, it's BB-8, huh. and, and yeah, BB-8 is controlling what I thought was a maybe an old Republic fuckroid or something. Right, right. And, and Ray is, you know, quite nimble. Um, they did a good job. Sounds like Ray. It looks like Ray. She had her little little ponytails bobs from the from the movie. Yeah, you the, know, the, she actually has lines, and it sounds like Daisy. Yeah, Ridley. it does. Um, uh, you know, she they did a good job. It looks like Daisy Ridley and uh, a fair voice impersonation. BB eight. BB eight sounds oh. exactly like BB eight. I don't. It doesn't sound no. like it's. Does, you don't hear any movie. noise like they lifted it out of the films or something. It sounds like they generated their own BB-8 dialogue for it. Yeah, I I did like how Ray had the her uh, Luke's lightsaber propped on the pillow next to her head, which could be a little dangerous, and she did have to bop it out of the way once with yep. her, with her head. Um, and and the sex droid had a little um, a little uh, insignia on it that reminded me of the. Uh, the empire uh right it was kind of a they was it looked a little like the empire signature and he was black like all black yeah, steel, like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. very imperial looking yes, piece of yes, machinery yes, yes and um you know it starts up bb8 is 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 controlling it like you said and using the usual droid interface you know that you put in the little hole and then and, and working and but but ray wants bb8 to go harder and and bb8 does and BB-8 starts getting into it to where BB-8 is no longer like daintily twisting his his apparatus into the keyhole, but he's banging the keyhole, and uh, and he interfaces with it, and and the fuckbot overheats, like you said, and then lets go of Ray, and she collapses, and then this huge like white slimy phallus is there. And and all of a sudden, all this like uh, white oil splashes all over her body, and and she's sitting there in shock. And she looks at BB-8 and she says, "I will bend every one of your antennas for that." And BB-8 just makes his BB-8 sound, just runs away. Runs away. And you could hear her say, "Come back here, you bucket of bolts!" But man, I I. I I really and, and actually when she's having sex a lightsaber she is using the force to uh to slowly lift the lightsaber mm-hmm. um which it was just uh, well done <laughs> well yeah done, you, you, you you have to watching it you have to admit it's like wow somebody especially when you see some of the other cgi oh, like yeah. the, the 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 one you you uh hit me to today uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But but, wee hoo, <laughs> I, I have to say that that 
that this, you know, it was just long enough. I'm glad that it didn't, that it wasn't, it probably couldn't afford to do any longer than about eight minutes. I don't know if it was several. the one that you sent me today. Well, it was no, like that. No, there no, were many the, parts the, to that I'm one. I'm talking about the Ray. Oh, no, one. that one was perfect. Yeah, it was, it, it was a perfect, which is, I can't to be frank. I can't do much more than, you know, unless it's a, it's a classic Hey, it uh, has a movie. beginning, middle, and end. It has yeah. a punchline. Yeah, it's, it was just it was just just well done. The characters I mean, are. I mean, we've never seen Ray having sex, but whatever. But but BB-8 is spot on. Yeah, <laughs> character yeah. wise, he's in character. No, definitely a, a great job on on BB-8. And 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 uh, why do you think that? that there's so much star wars content because there's a uh, lot that, of I mean, star wars fans is it all is it all just basically princess leia i think and and i know that you sent me the link for the um for the fan art uh job of the hut princess leia pictures that people had sent in i i, I think to with a lot of the parody porn a lot of people that uh, they just know a lot of people are going to look at it out of curiosity to be like, oh, I've always wanted to see what would happen if the Scooby-Doo gang were all fucking each other, you know, <laughs> which is a real thing uh, or, you know, whatever TV show, the Brady, Brady Bunch, Married with Children, whatever TV show, pretty much you can think of. They've got some. And and I think, you know, I I mean, when we get into some of these further ones, there's definitely some of these here that were made just as a novelty or as a joke and there's some that obviously are like kind of kinky fetish that people are honestly meant to get off to but i think there's also a sub category of porn that's just sort of like not even erotic but it's still explicit but it's meant to be like it's almost like party porn you know it's like if you have the right kind of party it's just like Hey, dude, let's watch some Star Wars porn and laugh our asses off or something, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or just out of curiosity, like we're doing right now with with this. Just like, let's see what we can find for Star Wars porn. And it's good fodder for a show. Well, it's there probably has just... always, there's always been a parody porn, hasn't there? I mean, sure. it's, it's always been. I mean, we I discussed this with a friend uh, with uh, some working co-workers the other day. We were working together and I said, where's what our show was going to be about this month. And one of my friends quietly says, I watched Shaving Private Ryan. Right, there you go. <laughs> and you I know? said, what? He goes, yeah, I watched Shaving Private Ryan. So it, it's always been out there, I guess. In, in, yeah, I, I remember watching Rambone in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but this was just well done. I mean, and it, it, it can't be cheap to make um, when you're dealing with, with uh, CGI of that. No. No, not, I mean that 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 this wasn't made on someone's home computer. This uh, unless they have a real expensive home computer, or they they spent five years rendering it. It's yeah, it's high yeah. end CGI. It's professional high end CGI, and it's well animated. You know, there's you could well, have that computer. Me. They knew how to they knew how to use it. Yeah, I never thought I would be fooled. I thought that that maybe the robot was was cgi or maybe some some nope. guy in all first, yes. of it but i would i would have bet the farm that ray was not cgi no but no okay i then like i said the i thought i could spot the tarkin effect but i i, I can't it was definitely uh well done 
silent clap. Now let's 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 get to to yours now. <laughs> well, I um I first of all, uh, the name of the one that I stumbled across was Before the Force Two. Now, it's not canon. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh no! <laughs> well, this, this, if you're if you're if you're into canon, okay, then you might not want to watch this because this is gonna drive you fucking crazy. And, and, and this does it, not work out in any no, kind of no, timeline whatsoever. And, and, and there will be spoilers. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for for sure. Uh, this one was just it was just fun for me to watch. It was sadistic. And, this and, this was somebody. This was like this was like the fan fiction I read, where it's like, and then and then lobster guy sticks his head out of the closet, and goes, "It's a trap." But it but again, they're just throwing it all out there. Again, there has to be. We haven't. I haven't got it into the plot yet. But there has to be some work involved in this. This this couldn't have been. Mm-hmm. There was actually, if you watched the the um, credits before the special, but uh, less uh, less lots of work. But yeah, shoddier equipment and less talent. Well, as I said, this is not canon, uh, so we're going to talk. Um, it, you know, it starts off quite quite fun. It has the uh, the Star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. So we're all familiar with that, of course. Before the Force, Episode Two, Dagobah. Ready to begin her Actually, training. It's spelled, but it's spelled yeah. Dagobah. Yeah, Dagobah. Yeah, with a G. Dagobah. You think they have, I don't know, copywriting? Who knows? Right, but yeah. I doubt it. But ready to begin her training in the ways of the Force. Ray Kenobi, or Skywalker, or maybe Solo, we're not sure yet, agreed to follow the Twi'lek Jedi Anna to her master, Luke Skywalker. And as we're scrolling up, it says the two bartered passage on a smuggler's ship and set off for the Dagobah system. Well, they do know that, you know, Dagobah is not a planet, so they have some reference. They know their stuff. The last known location of Skywalker. Meanwhile, the Sith Lord, Phelan, sends her top soldier, Aiden Verso, Versio, to intercept the pair and eliminate Skywalker. So they definitely do sound like some good Star Wars names. I was hoping that I, I kept saying that name over and over again, hoping it would be something dirty or would say something, but it, it isn't. It's just a random Star Wars name that they made up. So, you know, you start off with a shot of uh, the Millennium Falcon, Millennium Falcon with uh, Ray and this... Uh, Twi'leks. Am I saying that right? Twi'leks? Uh, yes. Right? Yeah, Twi'leks and Chewbacca. Now, they're on the Falcon, and they're flying around. Um, and the Twi'leks, Chick and uh, Chewbacca are flying, and all of a sudden you hear moaning from the back of the Falcon, you know? And this is this is animated, uh, all CGI, and boy, is it ever CGI. And and, and they're kind of looking annoyed, and they look back, and, and Ray is getting banged by Han Solo. Is that uh, I, I was trying to yeah, figure out if well, that was supposed to yeah, be Han Solo. It, it was Han Solo because he wasn't wearing the white shirt, you know. Uh, he had a brown shirt on, but he had his signature a blaster, and uh, they probably couldn't get his face very well, so they didn't show his face. But he was, I have you know, a feeling they stole all these characters from video game. I think they yeah. they lifted them out of video games because 
when they get to Luke Skywalker, he looks just like the Luke in this one video game. I can't remember what game, but it's the model of Luke Skywalker from that game. Again, definitely not canon because, you know, Ray had a daddy thing for Han Solo. And so, but anyway, Han loved Ray like a daughter, you know, a daughter that he'd like to fuck because that's what was happening. Um, And, you know, next you hear some exciting Thai music, you know, TIE fighter music, and all of a sudden, mid-fuck, you know, uh, here comes the TIE fighters, you know, and they have the Star Wars music, and you can hear them, and there's some chick, I guess it's it's the uh, the chick that's looking for Skywalker, and she's in the TIE fighter, and all of a sudden, the Millennium Falcon jumps to light speed, and they escape to Dagobah, right? Uh, next, a, a return, you, you get Luke Skywalker, she goes to the swamp, and you get Luke Skywalker, who looks exactly like he did in Return of the Jedi, <laughs> You know, with his black suit on, yep. and he takes twenty-five Rey. years old. Yeah, he takes he takes Ray into a swamp and makes her bathe in this swamp. So Ray is is she's bathing in the swamp. You know, we all know being a Jedi is is hard training, but basically it involves just getting banged by everyone on the cast because you know she's taking a shower and she then dries herself on a rock, which you can't because the planet is full of moss and it's just wet, and you're not going to dry off on a rock. But as she's drying her naked self off on a rock, um, a portal opens up. And I guess this is where she's going to confront, you know, her dark side, like the the um, asshole made of seaweed uh, in the movie. But no, it just sucks her in. And as she emerges, she's in this cave. And there's a strange floating crystal in the corner of the cave. I don't know what the fuck the crystal was. Maybe it was like a kyber crystal. I don't know what the fuck it was. But... All of a sudden, the Force Ghost comes out, and who is it? But it's Obi Wan Kenobi, a young Obi Wan Kenobi, you know. Uh, which I guess, if you're going to die, I would definitely go back to a, what the way I looked when I was young. I right. Understand. But he he proceeds to like give her a ghost Force fuck, which an invi- actually, an, a semi invisible yeah. sex. Yeah, so it, that was kind of interesting, uh, an interesting uh, perspective to get. Uh, you know, the only other. They actually show a shot from behind yeah, him through yeah. his force body his with his invisible body. penis going yes. in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Obi-Wan, and, you know, and it's it, it's well done. And he's done with her. And then all of a sudden she's back on the rock and she's she's covered with space splooge, you know, and uh, or, or force ghost splooge. And next, Luke Skywalker comes back. Who, you know, he always has his hands behind his back. And surprise, surprise, there's Yoda. And they're training her to lift the rock. She's still naked at this time. They don't even bother to put you know, clothes on her. She's trying to lift this rock with the force. And, of course, Luke Skywalker just walks up behind her and you know, bangs her from behind. And I guess it's a, it's a test in concentration because she's supposed to keep the rock levitated. But she drops the rock. And Yoda picks up the rock using the force and whacks her in the head with it. You know? So, boom. And, you know... He failed that test, and next Yoda wants to use the Force, wants her to use the Force, uh, and wants her to have sex with the lightsaber, which was just disturbing, <laughs> because the lightsaber is floating there, and uh, and it at least it's off. <laughs> yeah, it's off. Yeah, of course, and you can see her snapping pussy. It's just just snapping with anticipation. And what does she do? She drops the lightsaber. You know. And Yoda just 
shakes his head. It's disappointed. You can, you can yep. hear Yoda say, try not, you know, fail not. Yoda just shakes his little head. And now she's, uh, she's, you know, she's levitating uh, on the rock again. She's back on the rock. This is a rock. She's, she's cross-legged on the rock, a la Luke Skywalker before he died. And she's trying to levitate, but she fucks up and levitates like into the stratosphere. And she disappears from the frame, kind of like a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. And then she falls into the, the swamp. And and um, and then it gets weird. They 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 cut to a star you know, a star destroyer. And uh, the Twi'leks chick is naked, and she's been captured. And you see one of the commanders with a hologram of some other Imperial chick. And, and that's where it ends. And, you know, but you can go ahead and uh, I'm glad that you stuck around for the bonus ending. Like if you're in the movie theater. The post-credit scene. Yes. yes. Go ahead and tell, <laughs> tell them about the post-credit scene. Yeah, after the credits have rolled, we get a, a nice shot of Ray taking a little nap. And naked. Yoda na- naked. And uh, Yoda creeps up behind her and just starts... Having a little uh, poke at her from behind, but as as the camera pulls behind and Yoda keeps lifting up her leg with the force to get a little better access, then you notice the grand finale. Yoda has entered the black hole. The crossover has happened. They've crossed the streams, and and uh, Yoda claims the butt of yeah. all, all, all the Jedi. Yoda's the one who gets the butt, and then Yoda Yoda finishes up creeps off and she wakes up somehow fully dressed like huh and goes back to is sleep. is this a dream uh, all i could think of during the yoda scene was well yoda does not need that cane to walk around with because yoda is incredibly well <laughs> yeah um, yoda is, a, is and, fairly tripoded out yeah, yes and, and yoda looked exactly the way my action figure did when you took off his um he <laughs> <laughs> took off his yeah. cloak that his might be body, what they used as a as a reference. His body looked exactly <laughs> the same way as 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 he did when you when you take the when you took the cloak off of your action figure. Just a little skinny little brown uh, wrappings on him, and and uh, it definitely not Dave Filoni, uh, for sure. Um, but uh, your thoughts on on this little little ditty here? Yeah, not quite as wi- not as witty, but. Hey, I'll take it. It's it was still it, what points it ma- takes off for for quality and in presentation. It takes it it gains points in sheer what the fuckness. Yeah, I, so. I had no idea that that I know it was tough to be a Padawan, but I had no idea that it involved like getting. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it totally. It, you know what it really reminded me of is uh, is of uh, Tijuana Bibles. You know, basically, yeah, okay. it's just like. Hey, here's everybody. You know what are they gonna do? Oh, they all have to have sex in it. So you oh, know, yeah, well, th- th- there's a there's a little bit of story in there. Just it, to... it puts a lot in perspective. Now I know why Ahsoka left the order because she probably got tired of getting. <laughs> fucked on there's every... a lot. There's lots of Ahsoka porn out there too, oh, but I no, pretty I mean, much avoided it. I mean, come on. When when yeah. ghosts, when when force ghosts are fucking you. I mean, it, I, you know. The Force lately reminds me a lot of those early, of those Superman comics that we got when we were a kid. Where like, you could do anything. Superman could do anything. He could shrink. He could make a hundred Superman mm-hmm. fly out of his body. The Force can do anything. 
I thought it had some limitations, but now the force can heal you. No, you can you can teleport. Now the force can come all over your belly too. The force can fuck you now. The force is like the Superman of 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 sci-fi. There's nothing it can't do. There's there's nothing amazing. Yeah, I'm just glad that it was a young obi-wan that decided to come back and and uh, have sex with Ray yeah. and, and not the drunk old alex guinness <laughs> sit on my lap come here or old anakin skywalker you know uh but man it, it i i just found it funny i i i the anim the animation like the first the first scene where han solo is 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 banging Ray. Ray's boobs look like they're on her stomach. <laughs> I'm just going, oh no, 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 bad, bad, bad. But the complete other side of the coin from the first film that fooled me. I'm gonna have to watch it again, damn it, because <laughs> it definitely did fool me. And I'm gonna take your word for it. Uh, this one here, it was just, just. Yeah, there's no, there's no two ways about this one yeah. being CGI. As, yeah. as are all the other ones. It's all pretty much like... Th- this one's more indicative. The second one is more indicative of what you're going to get of Star Wars CGI. Some of... I mean, I saw some even worse, but it was more... Animation? Kink, like... Yeah, it was more kink-oriented. Like, I saw one with a, a CGI Jabba Vor video, which, although a few remember our our episode where we talked about vor videos it's about being eaten and digested in a creature and this was about yoda or yoda with jabba you know that had had a lot of jabba tentacles would come out of his tail and pull in slave girls and then they and then you would see a shot of them inside his belly digesting um what other cgi ones did i see um those are the only real. I, I've got a whole list of other stuff that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> do, do tell, because the, the only other one that I that I I watched was a very 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 strange. I love this one. Strange one. It's the ASMR, which is which I have kind of a, a fascination with and bias. I don't know. There's some weird stuff out there, but. It's it's entitled Yoda eats a hamburger while my parents fight downstairs, and it consists of a crudely CGI Yoda sitting on what looks like maybe a teenage girl's bed, like in and, a teenager's room. Yep. Yeah, upstairs, and he's eating this hamburger, and he's you can do the voice better than I can. Which he was pretty much just going hamburger. Yeah. and this, this goes on for ten minutes. And in the background, you can hear what is probably like real parents are. This is probably a kid in his room with a hamburger, and it's just like I'll do my Yoda impression just to distract myself from my parents fighting. So yeah, it's ten minutes of Yoda going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not exactly porn for me, nope. but for somebody. Nope. But it's on a porn site. So. Yeah, well, that wasn't the only. There was a Yoda. Um, there was a. Uh, Yoda AMSR with Yoda masturbating with lotion too. I don't know if it was the one that I saw entitled Yoda Jacks Off. Probably. Um, where, where Yoda's sitting with lotion and he goes, mm, "Got to bust the nut." I yep, do. <laughs> that is the one. <laughs> yeah, another another classic. All right. So I've 
I've seen a lot of there's been was a lot of live action stuff of various you know levels of I <laughs> apparently Luke Skywalker is a gay icon. Wow. I just I just found this out like he's he because he never hooked up with anybody except no, his sister. As, yeah, you know as and, far as we, no he didn't as far as we know. So so I, I I did I did when I found out it was a thing I did find a piece of gay Luke Skywalker porn which was really lame. It was just <laughs> it was just Luke Skywalker having sex with a couple of stor- balding Luke Skywalker I might add. <laughs> sex with a couple stormtroopers in the hallway with a few you know important panels removed nice, um, nice. i saw a video of a stormtrooper and leia in her slave gear having sex on hoverboards Ooh. in like a public in like a it was like in a you know like a roller skating rink or something um i saw yoda giving a foot job i saw that, that was, one i that, didn't that find was one. a midget in the yoda suit <laughs> oh, no, i couldn't i just couldn't <laughs> there was one called lega yoda hente which was oh, a cam no. girl humping a yoda doll and drinking whiskey out of the bottle oh. uh, <laughs> God, i wish i was <laughs> there was a cgi luke and ray from the last jedi where you know where she you know they had the feel of the force scene except it turned out to uh end in a blowjob oh. I saw so there's some there's some animation where they they copied the Tartakovsky cartoon Ooh. with uh, Amidala and Anakin having sex. Yeah, is that well done? I, I... It, it 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 is not quite as good as the tarp, but it's good. It's cell animation, or you know, it's it's done. It's it it's could almost fool you. Yeah. Well, I I think that. Star Wars in general, um, Princess Leia in the in the slave outfit is probably next. Yeah. Well, Barbarella maybe you know, and then Princess Leia. I think that's probably what people. Yeah. How did do you I see the Did we, you we... see the slave Leia car wash? <laughs> no. They had a car wash of all <laughs> slave Leias who'd come up and wash your car. The slave Leia is every every was not anymore but but when i was growing up slave leia was like everyone's you know fantasy and to some extent it you know you see it cosplayed at every comic convention still there's you you there's slave leia's everywhere it's been but, almost done to death yeah how do you throw a jabba in there though how do you throw a jabba in there the, the one but, of the the only one that was fairly close to hot was this this girl in a slave leia outfit walking around in public some, somewhere in america there everybody or at least everybody was speaking american english and she would just go up and ask girls if she could kiss them and some of the girls ended up making out with slave leia and she's like can i get and then she would get their number for later videos awesome. that was kind of that was kind of cool <laughs> awesome but then there was uh there was also Ren and Ray ball busting that was <laughs> not not as cool. Um, <laughs> all right, cannon. I've only got one more, but it's a doozy. It's called Kinky Star Wars Rubber Carbonite, oh, and it had Lady Lady Vader and her her um the 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 rebel that she captured. And she puts her into a frame, like a carbonite frame, and then they 
lower a rubber sheet on top of her and then they hook up a vacuum cleaner to it and suck all the air out of it so that there's this woman like basically her outline naked woman's outline in carbonite but it's you know just <laughs> she's, oh, no she's basically you know they basically put her in a seal a meal <laughs> <laughs> were there any Ugnots available? There were no Ugnots oh, in it, unfortunately. No. I couldn't find any Ugnots. Ugnots. I was I was very surprised not to find any Ewoks either. Oh god. Uh, a search for Ewok no. fortunately probably led to absolutely no no matches found. Uh, uh, kind of amazingly. That's sad. That's like a little Ewok that died, you know. Makes yep. me sad. Well, now that now that um, Rise of Skywalker is out, they can make a movie with uh, Babu Fuck, <laughs> a tiny little puppet who will reprogram women's oh, brains to have yeah, have sex. Well, there was actually I didn't click on it because I thought gross, but there was actually when you hit Yoda, there was Baby Yoda, and I said no, nope, I'm not going down that wormhole. No, that's a, that's the that's the FBI trying to yeah. get, get you in a sting. <laughs> Go down that wormhole. That's just disgusting. Not today, uh, officer. Not no, today. no, 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 no. I'll just sit here with my um, with my uh, imperial fuckpot. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in my seventeen VPNs and. And uh, you know who else they didn't have? God who? damn it! And you would think they would. Lando. They would no Lando porn. Yeah, you'd think they would want to hit the interracial like that. The only interracial Star Wars I saw was the 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 one that that we sort of avoided because it's just the it was a big the high budget parody one that has the scene with Princess Leia in the you know getting interrogated by Darth Vader, and she ends up giving him a blowjob, and when he whips oh. it out, he's black. Not canon. Not canon. <laughs> Oh, that's but it is a canon. Then <laughs> it is a canon, but it's that's, not canon. No, it's not canon. Damn it! So, I so have... that one, that one was technically incest porn and interracial porn. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, hey, there has to be some Luke Skywalker Princess Leia action going on. I did place. not see any. I did nope. not see any, and I'm very surprised that they didn't have them just about to have sex and have Leia go. But I'm your sister, and Luke. Not going. canon. And Luke going, Luke going, stepsister. <laughs> Correction, oh, stepsister. It was, it, you know, it it, it was a a fun a fun little little romp. I mean, uh, definitely, yeah. definitely, Ray Fuck was my favorite. Yeah. One. And if you're gonna if you're gonna go into this rabbit hole, be careful. You know, just uh, the. Stay away from the Baby Yoda and Ahsoka. That's all I got to say. Stay away from the Baby Yoda and Ahsoka. And don't ever try and and, uh, become a Jedi. Because, you know, it it involves a lot of getting banged. Well, hey, maybe that might write up somebody's Jedi alley. So, I mean, that librarian Jedi, she must have went through the same thing, you know? Jocasta? Yeah, yeah, the one that worked at the library. Good God! No wonder she just sits around reading books now. She's traumatized. Good. Jacosta about Jacosta about a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that that, that, that you're about, about just about fifty credits. <laughs> he, 
Here Imperial credits are useless now. Getting into the Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian. That's the Mandalorian. Oh my god. That's what I should have looked up. Give give it another give it another week, folks. Star Wars Bone Wars. (laughs) Definitely there'll be a Mandalorian very, very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda Whore you in. Yeah, Amanda Whore you in. Uh, and and that that's our look at um at to, to celebrate the rise of Skywalker. And the, <laughs> oh, there's going to be a rise of Skywalker yeah, too. <laughs> Skywalker definitely did rise to this occasion on uh, on uh, on one of our our films. But what better way to bring in the last Star Wars? Uh, Ooh, Skywalker they should make the next the, the next gay Star Wars porn should be directed by Gay Gay Gabrams. <laughs> Or Dave Felicio, Dave Felicio, Dave Felicio, oh man, Dave Baloney. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm all. Uh, there's too many jokes. I, I'm all. Uh, I, I, I'm all. I'm, I'm done. I mean, uh, <laughs> if you have any final notes on Star Wars porn, other than, other than, than poor Ray, poor yeah. Ray. Just when you get done watching the Star Wars porn, just make sure to have a towel there to to wipe the Lucas film off yeah. your your, yeah. your keyboard. And, and when you and you, when you hold your lightsaber, make sure that you use two hands. Okay, yes. just like when you're catching a baseball, always use two hands, or or you're gonna get snoked. You don't want to do that. All right. Visit our website at two true freaks.com. Two true freaks is always spelled T W O T R U E F R E A K S. You can email two true freaks directly at two true freaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
Oh.